blame. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so uh, Susan, who's normally our MC, asked me to be the MC. And so I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming. It's good to pray with you. Uh, as you know, the flame, we gather once a month and we pray together and then we listen to stories, hopefully that are inspiring us uh, to be uh, who we're supposed to be. Uh, that great quote from St. Catherine of Siena, if we are who we should be, then we will set the world ablaze. That's kind of our theme for the flame. And so tonight, I have the great pleasure of introducing uh, Jean Holmes, who's going to be telling us her story. And I met Jean, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, I met her uh, after our first son, Max, who served tonight when he was just a little baby. And she was a certified pediatric nurse practitioner uh, with uh, a doctor that went to visit to make sure he was all right and do whatever we needed to do. So we met Jean. It wasn't until later that I realized she was related to Gail, and then she was all over the place. So uh, you've probably seen Jean around. She's been involved in a lot of things in the diocese, and uh, especially helping get perpetual adoration and working to help uh, us pray more in the diocese and, uh, and help promote divine mercy in the diocese. And uh, I'm not sure. Hopefully I'm not taking her testimony here. But <laughs> anyway, I won't say any more. She's going to share with us uh, some of her stories. Let's welcome Jean. Thank you. I'm going to sit. They had no podium or a tall chair, so I'm just going to do this to try to be more relaxed. Um, public, public speaking is not my forte, um, but it's hard to say no to Susan Safford. <laughs> I think somebody else said that in their talk, and I thought that's that's true. Um, so let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, I know that you are with me, that you know that I have a fear of public speaking. Open my ears to what you want me to hear so that I can say it and speak the words that you want me to convey with clarity and give me the grace to complete this mission of speaking tonight with courage. Thank you, Lord, as I know you will help me. And I ask all present here to hold me in prayer. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So I'm going to be speaking about mercy um, in my own life. What does mercy mean to you? Sometimes people think of compassion and kindness and, and um, forgiveness, maybe reconciliation. Um, this is a big year with the extraordinary um, jubilee year of mercy. Um, one person defined it as undeserved um, forgiveness. I like the, the word undeserved really resonated with me. And so um, I'm going to tell you a little bit of God's mercy to me and my family. As you may or may not know, last summer, my husband Dean, our disabled son Adam, and myself were involved in a camper accident near Pier. Severe rain and thunderstorm, 122 miles per hour straight line winds, and we were in a camper. 
and the wind blew us over one and a half times and landed us near a swamp. Um, when people look at our fifth wheel pancaked from about 13 feet down to about three and a half feet, they kind of wonder how we made it and made it through that and walked away from it. But God was merciful to us. Dean and I were in the camper. Um, Adam, I am convinced, was carried out by angels on a, on a mattress. He was... Um, on the other side of the camper and somehow he made it through the camper through walls and um, on the mattress right by the edge of the water. Um, he was laughing when we heard him and uh, we think he probably thought it was more like a fair ride as he was rolling um, because with his brain injury. Um, Dean was the most severely injured with two compression fractures of his vertebrae, um, a four-inch laceration on his forehead, which required 20 stitches, um, some pretty severe bruising, and then a shoulder injury that needed surgery at a later time. So he was in a back brace, one of those rigid back braces, um, all summer long for three months. Then right as soon as he got out of that, then he had shoulder surgery on his dominant arm and was in a brace for three months, or in a sling for three months. Um, I had some major bruising, a uh, few little cuts, but no lacerations, nothing that needed stitches. Um, and I could get around, and I'm the nurse, so I felt like I needed to take care of the family. Um, I tend to be like that. I was brought up to be self-reliant and independent. And I'm the one that wants to show mercy to others. Whether it's helping someone, listening to someone, taking a meal over. Um, but I want to be the giver. In a way, I was because I was giving to my family. Um, I had to do all of Adam's care because he doesn't bathe himself or feed himself or toilet himself. So I had 100% of that. Um, try to make Dean as comfortable as possible. Um, help him with bathing. He had to be in this brace almost 100% of the time except when he was in bed or just a few minutes in the shower. Um, had the cooking, the cleaning, we have some chickens, so we have outside chores. Um, and then once Dean got a little bit better, I had to kind of be on him because he wanted to overdo it. He wanted to, you know, be back at normal, and um, he needed to have time to heal. This is not complaining. I'm just telling you what needed to be done. And then God showed me his mercy through others. From a couple of complete strangers who stopped on the road, dialed 911, somebody gave, we were sleeping, so somebody gave Dean a complete set of dry clothes. Um, the people who were across the way there provided shelter for us and dry blankets, and we needed to wait an hour for the ambulance to come. Um, then in the ambulance, um, 
all the warm blankets were given to Dean and Adam, which and they needed those. Um, but I was I thought my teeth were going to chatter right out of my head because I was so cold. And both EMTs gave me their coats. So one of the coats went around my shoulders and one on my bare legs, dripping wet. Um, but coats never felt so good in all my life. It was just, I think I would have chattered my way here. <laughs> um, the ER staff was very kind to us and patient. Um, a brother-in-law helped us through this time. Um, he took some time off. He helped salvage many, many things from our, our camper, things that we'd have never expected. Then after we got home, um, Dean was in the hospital for about a week. Um, my sister, Gail, said I could not turn down any meals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought we were doing okay. I can, I can cook. Um, but those were God sent, God sent. Those meals helped us out so much so that we could, um, so that I could be available to doctor my patients, you know. Um, someone gave us wood for our wood burning stove, cut and split, all ready to go. People from Dean's work helped stack that wood and bring it to our house and restack it and um, get it all ready for us. Um, they also helped come to mow our lawn um, every week or two because it rained all summer and so it needed a lot of mowing. Dean's boss was kind enough to him um, to allow him to work in a different department. He's a mechanic and of course could not do that. And so they allowed him to work in the office where he could do um, office computer things and not have him use up every single hour of vacation and sick leave that he had. So um, they were, again, the kindness and mercy of God. Um, somebody helped us with plowing snow. At my age, I've learned to run the snow plow <laughs> this winter and last winter. Um, but our neighbor kind of straightens it up because he does a, a nicer job. Um, my mom, age 83, came out after Dean's surgery um, to help with the cooking, cleaning, and, and support for us. She is a human dynamo, and she is a godsend all by herself. She cleaned my oven, cleaned my refrigerator, cooked the meals, did the mending, swept the floor, and told everyone that I wasn't letting her do anything. <laughs> She's kind of like that. God knows everything that she did. And the prayers that were sent our way, um, the prayer list that we were on, truly God's mercy was at work through all of those too. As I look back 15 years ago to Adam's near drowning accident, um, God's mercy was there too when I was living at the hospital for weeks and he was in the rehab for weeks and I was away from the from our home for a couple of months. Um, God's merciful love was poured out to our family through so many people. It was a terrifying time. 
we didn't know what was gonna how it was gonna turn out and here we are I said I said at that time you know ten years are gonna go by fast and now it's already been 15 years and we love him and he's a blessing to us so accepting all this merciful love of God through family and friends was and still is difficult for me um, one of the objectives of my catechist course that I'm taking is to accept mercy from others. Boy, did I get a lot of opportunities. <laughs> but I wanted to pay everybody back. People were so kind and merciful to me, I wanted to do something back for them. We were so appreciative. But I have come to realize that just as I want to help people, people want to help you. And they want to do it out of the goodness of their heart and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This goodness comes from God, and I just need to recognize that and accept that. My job is to accept their mercy gratefully and graciously and not try to pay back, except by paying it forward. There are a lot of daily opportunities for receiving and gifting mercy. Not all of these are connected with the major trauma that happened to our life, in our life. Um, but I'm now able to recognize and appreciate more even the small acts of mercy. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming months of this year of mercy and participating in the special events and finding and accepting mercy along the way.